What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing this week? I'm doing well, man. Can't complain. We got a lot of good stuff to talk about, from Dune to Paranormal Activity. Excited to do this show. Yeah, man, it was a big week for a start. Actually starting a trend of... Uh, even, I guess even weeks prior, starting a trend of really big movies coming out. And we'll talk about the big one coming out this week. We'll, our movie on the rise, we'll probably discuss the ones that are coming just in the, the next few weeks. Um, we got some trailers, some short stories to get through, and um, and then we'll get into talking about that trash horror movie and Dune. <laughs> I'm so shocked that you say this, but whenever you're ready, I am ready. <laughs> All right, let's get started. So the first bit of news we have to talk about is the big news of the week where Alec Baldwin um, accidentally killed his cinematographer, Helena Hutchins, and wounded director Joel Souza on set of Rust on um, this past week with a prop gun that contained a single live round. Really unfortunate news that happened. Uh, you know, of course, Alec Baldwin isn't necessarily at fault, but what we did find out was that the people, some of the the set, what do you call those people? The the oh, the, the the people, people who that work worked on, on set, set, yeah, just uh, like the set hands yeah, and, they, the, and the other workers and whatnot. Yeah, we don't know who exactly, but we can assume that maybe someone who was in the prop department may have left and. Maybe someone who was supposed to be over these vintage weapons did not understand that they were giving a live a live round to Alec Baldwin. That's crazy, um, man. It's absolutely nuts that that happened on that set. Look, I, uh, I feel bad. Prayers to the family, like, dealing with that. But if I'm that family, I'm suing the shit out of the studio and I'm getting my millions. Like I'm not like to me, this isn't Alec Baldwin's fault. This is the director, the head of production, the studio who's ever in charge of this weapon. It's those people's fault. Like unless we find out that Alec Baldwin loaded live rounds into that gun and was like, I'm doing it. I want to feel authentic. Unless we hear that, it's not his fault. So if I'm if I'm that woman's family, because she's a, a wife, a daughter, a mother, like, I'm suing the shit out of Warner Brothers. I know money doesn't make it better. Or not Warner Brothers, whoever the studio is. But I know money doesn't make it better. But God damn it, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because, like like you said, she is, uh, you know, she is part of someone's family. And also she was a big rising star that's a in, fact. in Hollywood. So it's just unfortunate that we lose her to just, just an unfortunate accident. Yeah. Um, and... My my thing with this is I just think that the movie just shouldn't go on. I mean, it's just it's hard to do it as, as is, and you know, you, director's wounded right now anyway. Um, but it just kind of puts a stain and bad vibes on the set. Gives that crow vibes. Yeah, um, and also because the whole premise of the movie is about an ac- being on the run because of an accidental shooting, Ooh, it just kind see. of is in bad taste. Didn't know that, like, that would be nuts. And see if they did make the film, they do some dumb shit, like, dedicating it to her when the film is about that crazy shit. Like, nah, bro, they should just end it. Like, if you were going to end movies like that right, that killing of right-wing people movie, whatever movie that was that we that we were talking about that the had, hunt? huh? The Hunt? 
Oh, well, The Hunt came out, but yeah, I thought they ended some other movie like recently because of some shit like that. I, I could be tripping. The Hunt did come out. You're right. So, but this one, they should just end. It should just, just, just cut it up, cut it loose. When we, we talked about it a couple weeks ago and we weren't clamoring for it anyway. So Mm-mm. forget it. No one wants this Alec Baldwin, Jensen Ackles movie. <laughs> and the funny thing is we were like, did I, does Alec Baldwin still have any juice left in the tank? Like, and then especially after this, does he have any juice left in the tank? Nah, he's probably about to go into hiding for real. Yeah. And I don't blame him. So, you know, but prayers to that family. Um, so the next story that we have is one that I'm really excited about something we've talked about before and finally confirmed Hayden Christensen will be in the spinoff Ahsoka. Ooh, see, that's big. This is huge. Now my question to you is in like which form or fashion. Cause see, I was thinking about this when I tweeted this at you, is it going to be like young Ahsoka with Hayden Christensen because him and Rodario Dawson aren't of the same age. Are we going to get flashbacks to clone war shit? Like, or is it going to be the rebels Darth Vader type situation? I think there's a few things that we can go into it. I think, you know, a lot of those you're spot on. Like, I think they're probably going to end up finding a young Ahsoka and we're going to get some Clone Wars flashbacks. We'll also probably get some Rebels flashbacks. We should also probably need probably a DH Rosario you could do for Rebels. Yeah. Um, But, like, that's very possible. I also think it's possible, based upon what we see in The Return of the Jedi, that Hayden Christensen is now used as Panic and Skywalker's Force Ghost. Yep, so that, it could be that Force could possibly Ghost. be a possibility. Yep. Slash Force Visions. So I think those are a few things that we could possibly see him be a part of. Um, since he's already doing stuff for Obi-Wan, I assume they just wanted to roll over some of that, especially if he was doing Clone War scenes. I like the Force Vision one, because you are right. And like all the remodels, like it's him, and it's like him at his best point in the Force. So like I could and see if- that. And if Ahsoka is supposed to be as powerful within the Force as she is, then she should be able to figure out Force Ghost. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she should be able to see them. Yep. Um, and especially so yeah. since, like, she's not necessarily a typical Jedi, but I figure that, like, Anakin's, like, the one Jedi she could talk to because he's not a typical one either. So, like, who makes sure. sense? So, you know, I'm with it. I'm yeah, with it. But so. it's, it's exciting to see. And it's good for Hayden Christensen that he's going to be getting this money. That's a fact. Some of the Star Wars money. Hey, but I'll say I still stand behind Hayden Christensen, one of his best movies, Jumper. I don't know if y'all out there remember Jumper. There's a lot of haters for Jumper. People hate on Jumper? Why? I don't know. I didn't know. Wait, are you being dead ass? Like, is that something? I think if you look on Letterboxd right now, I think you could, like, Jumper just does not have good, like, ratings. I think I saw it was looking on Rotten Tomatoes too, and I think it was, like, not very good. Damn, I fucked with Jump. I feel like a, every a lot of people I talked to from our generation fucked with Jumper. Yeah, Jumper on Rotten Tomatoes is a fifteen and a forty-four. Oh, Jumper wasn't that bad, man. It was not that bad. Um, am I looking at this with nostalgia glasses? Because that was a high school movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, but movies like that are like. Sure, maybe they're not good in the grand scheme of like movies in general. And by the way, it's two point five on Letterbox, which is fine. Yeah, that's not bad. Average. Yeah. So, so I think a lot of people look at it with the nostalgia glasses as well. All right. Well, you know, shout out to Hayden Christensen. But next up, something I'm excited about. 
The John Wick prequel series that stars the Continental has cast Colin Waddell in the lead. Waddell will star as young Winston Scott, the character played in the film by Ian McShane, played in the franchise. The Continental will explore the origin behind the titular hotel for assassins through the eyes and actions of Scott, who is dragged into the hellscape of a 1975 New York City to face a past he thought he left behind. Winston charts a deadly course through the New York's mysterious underworld in a harrowing attempt to seize the iconic hotel, which serves as the meeting point for the most world's most dangerous criminals. I'm willing to bet we see a, a, a young Lawrence Fishburne's character, like the head of the the uh, bums, but like grow, uh, on his ascension, we already said we're seeing the young version of, of his uh, concierge. So like, I'm excited for this. I've been ready for this show and I trust stars ever since now that we love heels and BMF is great. And like stars has been making some decent shows. So I'm excited for this. Yeah. I think that they're on the right track here. You know, Mel Gibson, I guess is probably the top bill at this point when it comes to the actors who have been announced to be joining. Do you know what Colin Waddell has been in? Like, I don't know who this guy is. Not, not really at all. And, but I, I don't really think that's a bad thing. Me neither. It's good that they're going to be like putting in some people that, you know, aren't necessarily the most well-known. Okay. Haven't seen him. Like he was in the purge. He's in flight attendant, but like, not many things. So he's oh, kind of the, the TV series. Yeah. Which one? Which guy is this? Oh yeah, he is in flight attendant. But he's not well known. No. He's also in that the ambulance movie that we'll be talking about here in a oh, little while. A little bit. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah, that's a uh, concierge. I'm hyped for this. I mean, the Continental. Yeah. So yeah, next let's, up, let's get it. John the, Wick. Yep, let's keep it going. And this is the best part of John Wick anyway. So let's get to the trailers. Um, I guess let's start off with Apple's most interesting series. I, I told you this in pre-pro. I'm excited that like South Korean art, the South Korean art form is getting noticed because they're really good at making films. And there's an Apple's putting money behind a South Korean TV show called Dr. Brain. And it looks pretty fucking good. It's made by the same person who made I Saw the Devil, which I have seen, which is great. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for this. I'm actually going to watch this. This looks better than The Foundation, which I'm excited for for Apple TV as well. Yeah, I think this is a big move for Apple TV. You know, some of these streaming services are now seeing the success that Squid Games have. It's like, okay, well, in Parasite, you know, yep. we, we don't we don't need to be afraid to put out really great foreign content because people will discover it and they will get behind it. Uh, I don't, I you know, obviously the trailer was in Korean, so I don't know if there is going to be a dub like Squid Games. I don't Game care. Was. I read the subtitles for the trailer and I was in it. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I'm just saying because, like, I feel like what helped Squid Game was the dub. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. It had normies watching Squid Games. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, So I don't know if that's going to be the case. It will be a little bit more for the the hardcore, you know, subbed community, whether that's former, like, because there's the foreign cinema fans, the anime fans, the people who watch it in sub. But we know that Korea is going to give us some top tier drama. That's so a fact. Like worth watching. I'm going to be really honest. Cool. Like outside of America, like Bollywood is mad to me. Italian films are OK. I've watched some some French films. They're pretty good. And I, I know a lot of people would say France puts out a lot of good films. But to me, like 
South Korea is up there. Like I'm partial to South Korea and Japan films. Like I just am. And I know people might say that's blasphemy because like Italian films, French films, like I said, Khan and all that shit, they went there. But South Korea has been putting out content, man. Good you know, content. And I guess you can even say that uh, some of the Scandinavian, I guess Sweden is one True. that comes to mind. Is that they're it's up putting there out too. a lot of stuff that's at least getting adapted as we'll talk about when we get to the trailers. Yep. So the next or, trailer, I guess the next trailer we could talk about is Ambulance. I mean, that's the Sweden show or Sweden movie Ambulance. Now Shit, Guilty was a Swedish movie. Oh, am I mixing that up? You might be. No, I think I think Ambulance was too, though. I, well, I know for a fact Guilty was. Because I know it was one of the Jake Gyllenhaal's, so I might be mixing it up. Well, either either way. To ambulance looks pretty good. Like it looks better than guilty. At least Jake Gyllenhaal is about to put out some sort of like decent movie. A lot of Yaya um, in this. Yeah, a lot of Yaya was that's uh Elsa Gonzalez. Yeah, I she, believe that is. That was uh, that was Elsa Gonzalez. And you know, I've been asking for her, but like part of me was like, this could be good, or this is gonna be cheesiest. Like this could be either like one of those B-list robbery movies, or this could be like pretty good. It's it's no in between. Yeah, I'm. What is it? Michael Bay also produced. Oh yeah, like it I is could. a Michael Bay film. Oh, because you know, uh, in the trailer they showed no shortage of explosions and like you know, helicopters chasing an ambulance through the little sewage areas of L.A. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh! But it also looks like it, it's a really good dramatic bit of acting between the three and the ambulance. So it did. Like, what are that, we gonna get here? That's why I was torn when I saw this. I was like, eh, "This could be good." Like they're brothers. Jake's the bad brother. Yaya's the good brother, but the good brother's on hard times. He goes to the bad brother for some 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 fetty, and you know, yeah. sad thing. But Should I'm gonna check it out. I'll watch it. Yeah, I probably end up watching it too. It looks pretty cool. I want if if I watch the guilty, you know, I'm in on all Jake Gyllenhaal content. Like the guilty was bad. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this looks like it'd be better than that for sure. Yeah, that's a fact. All right, the next trailer somehow shocked by Netflix's Red Notice. Actually, looked pretty good. The, the Rock has come to the Rock fused with Ryan Reynolds and some Gal Gadot has given Netflix probably their best action movie because this looks better than Extraction. This looks something I, like I can get behind. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I was really surprised by this trailer as well. It looked like Ryan Reynolds isn't over comedic being overly comedic it looks like uh the rock is not being too much of the rock like, not being too much of the rock and like gadal and gal is the villain which, which i like very anti wonder woman yeah so uh, everyone's kind of doing something a little different and it seems like it's going to click and work it's you know it's good for all three of these actors um to get an opportunity to have something on Netflix that's going to be seen by, you know, a huge wide audience. Yeah, I know Netflix is hype. This is big for them. Yeah, huge. Yeah, I feel like when they were marketing this year's Netflix movies, that Red Notice was like, you know, number one. one. Like, bro, they marketed this more than the Leo movie. Like the Leo Adam McKay movie, which is probably going to be their best movie of the year, but like, and that movie has Jonah Hill, Meryl Streep, but this was the lead. So like, they got a lot of money invested in this. You could definitely tell so, from the trailer. It's yeah. got a lot of different settings, a lot of you know explosions. explosions. Yeah, a lot of different expensive props. cars, expensive clothing. Like everybody looked 
immaculate. Fast and Furious shit. <laughs> yeah. with like RPGs through helicopters. Bro, I was like, what the fuck? But, you know, I, that was the only time I said what the fuck. Other than that, I was I was sold. I even said it while I was watching. I was like, man, this is pretty good. So Red Notice, but a trailer that, you know, I'm just, I don't know how to feel Uncharted. Like when I saw Mark Wahlberg, somebody was I've never like, played the game. I played the game and someone was like, wait, is Mark Wahlberg? Uh, Nathan Drake and I was like wait is Mark Wahlberg Nathan Drake like I know he's Sully but just seeing him next to Tom Holland I'm like bro Tom Holland's still like a kid am I supposed to believe that this kid is is swashbuckling through like the world and people are terrified of him as like the greatest thief no <laughs> he has mark Wahlberg next to him mark Wahlberg looks like that guy i'm sorry am i being ageist maybe but i just don't buy it from tom holland he still looks he's spider-man like as much as we saw him in candy the, the drug funny that thing. you said that because like when i was i saw this trailer for the first time on big screen waiting for doom and my girlfriend turns to me and she's like, every time I hear his voice, I just can't. It's Spider-Man. <laughs> like, I just didn't buy it. And we want me and you reviewed his other movie. And like, he did step out of that world trying to be an adult. But like, I just don't see like maybe Mark Wahlberg was just the wrong dude to cast next to him. They should have casted maybe. someone like less athletic, less attractive, like some who Sully really looks like an older dude with a mustache. But I get it. If you're young, Nathan Drake. They have to grow into the video game where Nathan Drake's this badass and Sully's this older man. So I'm getting your. So, that, so that's the angle they're taking. That's what it's it like, seems this is like. Like the ultimate origin. So so that they're so they're not adapting any game. No, they they might. Okay, so they did like one scene from the first game, like the uh the climbing up the um the fucking helicopter where he's running up the shit. And I think I, I knew that that was a freaking game sequence. I was like, this yeah. has got to be a game sequence. Yeah, that was from the first game. That's straight out the first game. And uh, I think what they're going find may be from the first game, if I'm not mistaken. But the way the the pitch that I've heard from Sony and from what I see from the trailer and just like what, it, what you read, it has to be the ultimate origin story because it's like these are all the characters before you see them in the game. Like Nathan Drake is way older than what he is in this. And like, this seems like the beginning. So. All right. But well, that might I, be a good setup for maybe. them to not have to play off of things that happened in video games. Uh, I've thought that this looks pretty cool to me because like, I don't really know any of the IP. So like, I feel like that's going to be good for them. Like I think that they'll be able to appeal to non game. That players. I agree with. Uh, but we'll it's just if you know the game, the, it's the like, huh? Yeah. But I'm glad that. you realized that that was the video game scene, yeah, because that 100 yeah. was. But all, all right. right, that's all the trailers. Um, next up, we got Jonathan Majors is set to star in Magazine Dreams, the film that follows an amateur bodybuilder who struggles to find a human connection and exploration of celebrity and violence. Elijah Bynum is writing and directing. What a weird role for, let me not say weird, what an interesting role for Jonathan Majors. Out of the norm, he's doing his Marvel shit, but I'm still going to give you some Oscar contender maybe stuff or some indie darling stuff, because that's what this sounds like. 
Yeah, I, I thought this the same thing when I was like, oh, well, this is an interesting role to be jumping into after you know you've established that you're going to be doing multiple Marvel things. And they're saying you're the best thing in Ant Man in the Wasp Quantumanium. Like Paul Rudd is raving about how you're the best actor on on stage, but like like Michael Douglas isn't right there. Like what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> But oh that, that says a lot about Jonathan Majors, man. Paul Rudd was like, this dude's the consummate professional and is just a great actor. Yeah, I think um, Jonathan Majors definitely wants to, like, when he builds out his acting resume, he wants to have movies like this on there. I think this is going to be an interesting role to find him doing. I'm wondering how widely it will be seen. But It, it sounds like that A24 Zola type of movie. I'm thinking pain yeah. and gain type situation, but a little more serious than pain and gain. Something like that. Yeah. And I'm wondering if it's like based on a, it could be based on a true person. Mm, true. It's not stated. Yeah. We just don't know who it is yet. I yeah. can could, I could see that. Uh, but moving along, Apple announced that nine new additions to the cast of extra, Extraploitations, an upcoming anthology about climate change helmed by Scott Z. Burks or Burns. Uh, Meryl Streep, Sienna Miller, Kit Harrington, Tahar Rahim, Matthew Reese, David Diggs, Gemma Chan, and David Schwimmer, and Darsh Gorov will lead the series, which is currently in production and produced for Apple TV. Uh, the series will examine how impending changes to the planet will affect love, faith, work, and family and people's lives over eight interconnected stories, kind of similar to what they're doing now with their new show, Invasion, where it's the War of the World story through eight interconnected stories. Do you, I don't want to say I don't care about climate change because I'm not one of those people that doesn't think it's not real. I believe in that. But like, I don't feel like this is going to be something, but something worth getting our teeth stuck in. I feel like this is those actors saying like, hey, we fuck with climate change, so let's just do a little sub sub to get people to watch and be like, yeah, we rock with climate change too. I just feel like this is going to yeah, be. Yeah, I just cheap. don't really understand like if it's going to be like stuff that's happening with the climate change in modern day, or if it's going to be something like if climate change persists, what things that could happen in the future, because like at this point, I just don't know if like anything involved with climate change is at a point now where anything that's going on is going to like vastly affect love, faith, work and family and people's <laughs> lives. Like it's not, it's really not doing that now. So are we talking about the future? <laughs> That's what I'm like. It sounds a little preachy, man. I don't know if I can get behind this. Yeah. So I don't know, <laughs> uh, but they got some star power, major star power. Yeah, they do. Yes, they do. All right. Well, your boy Cena, he's in <laughs> negotiations to star in Pierre Morel. Uh, he's starring Pierre Morel's newest action comedy called Freelance. The film follows a special forces operator played by Cena who decides to retire from the army and start a family back in the States. After several years of mortgage payments, school drop-offs, backyard barbecues, and trying to conform to life in suburbia, he decides to come out of retirement to take on a gig providing security for a female journalist as she interviews a cruel dictator who may or may not have ordered the attack on him and his men. When a military coup breaks out in the middle of the interview, the three are forced to escape in the jungle where they must survive the elements, the military and one another. I thought John Cena was over these types of movies. Like maybe this can be his predator or die hard. 
Hopefully, I know that's probably what he's going for. But like after seeing him in Peacemaker and Vacation Friends, I really thought he was over these types. But I guess he was like, I fucked up my first Special Forces movie, so I'm going to get it right now that I'm a good actor. Well, you know, Pierre Morel is the director behind Taken. Mm-hmm. So good I feel movie. like it's going to be just like Taken. Like that, that is the tone. Okay, I can get behind that. So, I mean, I think it's going to be all right. I don't think it's going to be like, you know, super great for at the end of John Cena's resume. I don't think it's going to be a top level one, but I don't, I also don't think it's going to be a lower tier one. Okay, as long as it's not a low, it's like a mid tier. Yeah, like I feel like this could be a solid action movie. Like, if it's as good as Taken, I think that's a win. I would like to see who gets cast around him. That's a that's big with him. That is big with yeah. him. That's a fact. So next up, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend co-creators Rachel Bloom and Elaine Brosh McKenna are reteaming for Badass and Her Sister, a new comedy pro- project for Hulu and ABC, where Brosh McKenna is under a new deal. Badass and Her Sister, which is now in development, revolves around an impossibly badass spy. Uh, who try who tires of her life of sexy espionage and goes to live with her pushover twin sister and together they learn what it means to actually be badass. Okay. Got to wait to see a trailer on this. Rachel Bloom. It could be good. It could be good. I you know having it be a Hulu thing makes it gain a little bit of credibility and also keeps it off because like it says ABC signature, I don't think it means it's going to be an ABC show, which is good for it because mm-hmm. that you know network TV ruins all. You can get a little more so, risque. Yeah, I mean, she says her life of sexy espionage. I can't imagine that that's very Disney appropriate. <laughs> no, true, 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 true. So, so hopefully we'll that's see. good. Again, for this next story, let me preface this. Ryan, 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 brother, I told you you need to get a new agent, and I'm saying it again. Ryan Gosling is in talks to play Ken opposite Margot Robbie's uh, Barbie in Warner Brothers in Mattel's new movie. Also, Margot Robbie, like, maybe we shouldn't do every blockbuster that comes our way. Like, I get it. Like, I get roles are slim for women, but you're one of the women that could get anything you want. You were in the Tarantino movie, you're Harley Quinn. I don't know if you won't need to be Barbie to Margot Robbie. I don't know. I'd much rather see you in like a little more serious of a film. Same with Ryan Gosling. Don't know if I want to see you as Ken, but if you guys want to get that ch- that kid's money, then go ahead and get that kid's money. Yeah, London, you're right. With Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie, it does stink that they're doing roles like this. So on top of that, aren't they a little old to be Barbie and Ken? That's what, like... You're, you're like, reading my mind. You know, Margot Robbie, you know, granted, she's not that much older than us. She's probably 30, 30, between 30 and 32. I can't remember. I think I'll say at the youngest 29, at the oldest 32. But my I, thing, and I, I think said she's this. she's born in the 90s. I said this, like Margot Robbie can get any role she wants in Hollywood. She's already Harley Quinn. She's been in a Martin, Scor- in a, uh, Martin Scorsese movie and a Tarantino movie. The leads of both. She should be doing more prestige stuff, but stuff made for her. Like Scorsese, make me a movie. Don't make another dude movie. Make me a movie. That's what Margot Robbie should be pushing for. I just don't know if Barbie's that. She was like, Tanya, like Margot Robbie's done cool shit. I don't think she needs the Barbie money. Like you got Harley Quinn. Do you need Barbie too? But I guess go get your coins, sis. Same for you, Ryan Gosling. But I don't want to hear Gosling, shit. Ryan Gosling, you're 40. 
Yeah. Don't, don't be a, don't be a doll. You said you couldn't be Batman because you were too old, but you can be go be kin. You can go be Barbie's kin. <sighs> Say la vie, bro. That shit. Ugh. Lame. I much rather these Jake Gyllenhaal action movies like Guilty and Ambulance than fucking Ryan Gosling in, as King Ken and Barbie. Like my favorite yeah. actors are doing dumb shit right now, but I rather the dumb shit one is doing than the dumb shit that the other is doing. But next up, Mythic Quest renewed for season three and four at Apple. Shout out to one of my favorite creators, Rob McElhaney. Love it. I don't know if you noticed on Hulu, they changed the It's Always Sunny logo and every time they do that, New season is upon us. Yeah, it's, a, it's coming here soon, but definitely cool to have Mythic Quest be renewed for not only season three, but season four, too. That means so they got something special. That, yeah, I think so. Um, season two, I felt like kept this, you know, kept going on the stories that they gave us in season one. And I like how they always take like, a few episodes out to just really kind of flip the, the script on the whole kind of show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm interested to see what they'll continue to do, but it's a good team behind it. There's definitely going to need to be some changes by for the next season. Yeah. As in like new characters, old characters, how they're going to get back into the fold. Yep. No, I'm excited I'm, for Mythic Quest. I am as well. Next up, we got Marion Cotillard, Jude Law, Andrea Riz, uh, Risenborough or Riseborough. And Josh O'Connor will join Kate Winslet in Lee, the Ellen Curris directed film about the wartime experience of Lee Miller. Miller traded a glamorous career as Vogue cover model and muses to artists like artists like Man Ray for a dangerous career as a World War II photographer who chronicled the fighting on the Allied front and exposed the atrocities that Hitler, Nazi Germany perpetrated on the Jews in concentration camps. Boy, is Kate Winslet now saying I got my Emmy? Now let me go get my Oscar because that seems like what she's doing. Oh, she's like, let me get another. Like y'all saw me in Mary East Town. I still got it. Let me show y'all I can do it again, but on the movie side. No, I think that's exactly what she's going to be doing. If she is in fact playing the titular character, I don't know if that's. She does have one Oscar, just by the way. Um, But yeah, so if she is playing Lee Miller, then yeah. Probably so, but I could also see Marion Cotillard being the lead character. Just trying to figure out, like, if Kate Winslet is a little older, a little old to be a Vogue cover model. I don't know, bro. She kind of looks like Kate Winslet. Oh, for real? Like, Google Lee Miller right now. Just Google her. And, like, the first pictures that come up, they don't, she don't look like, I mean, like, Marion Cotillard looks like all old, all old timey women, because that's Marion Cotillard. But this woman legitimately looks like Kate Winslet. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see it now. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. like but you see what I'm saying? How you 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 do have a point. It could be Mary Cotillard because she looks like fucking ladies from the 1800s. But like this lady just looks like Kate Winslet. So I I, I think I think it might be Kate. But either way, you know, good little Oscar film. Yeah, so it sounds like a cool idea. But uh, anyway, the next story we got. Um, is Ghosts gets its full season order at CBS. It's uh, a show on CBS right now that is based on a BBC show. I can't even say if it's BBC, but it is a British television show. Same concept, you know, a girl inherits mansion from relatives she never knew existed. Ghosts inside the house? 
gets hit on the head, can see ghosts, and there's a ghost that mm-hmm. live there. And it's like a comedy based upon the ghosts that live there and her and her husband trying to make it into Airbnb. Well, not Airbnb, um, but like a, a normal bed and breakfast, like a hotel. Oh, so it's a comedy. So, okay. Yeah, it's a comedy. Um, I saw the first few episodes on of this CBS show, and I'm sure the people who don't, who haven't seen the British show, would like it. But I mean, like I've seen the British show, so it's just it's pretty much they almost do the same jokes, like um, just the same jokes. But like, who's the CBS cast? Nobody, nobody big, nobody relevant. Oh, okay. Like nobody that has like a name. Okay, okay. I'm looking at like images of it right now. Okay, yeah, nobody that I really recognize. No. Okay, I might check it out. Or should I check out the uh the British version? Check out the British version. It's on HBO Max. Okay. And nice. it has a uh, uh what's her name? Lolly Adep Adepfo. She's been in a lot of different different a lot of different comedies around like Miracle Workers and Shrill. So she's a really funny actress. Um so I I like this the um the British one more okay. so than the CBS one. All right, bet, bet. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to check it, check it out. More Americans trying to adapt British TV. Oh, and shout out to our guy Jay because in the Discord they always be asking about you. I'm just like my man Schubert. I don't know if he watched the new season of What We Do in the Shadows. The Discord wants no, to. I did. Yo, yeah, yeah, I was like, I see. I figured he did. So Jay, he did watch it. Yeah, I watch it. Um, it's pretty good. I'm wondering if the last episode I watched was the season finale or not, but because it was episode nine, so I don't know if they're if I'm going to see a season finale this week or not, because the way that this last episode ended felt very season finale. Like, mm, okay. I don't know if it's funny. It's as funny as the first season mm. because they have been really interest, really like more invested in like their internal house stories than like some of the best. They do have like an episode this year in this season where they go to Atlantic city. It's probably one of the better ones. Oh, cause like bringing my, them my to favorite elsewhere. Yeah, my favorite part of the show in the first season was like when they went to the town's court meetings or like the town uh, about their city and their environment. Yeah, their environment, going in and like talking to different people. Like there is a, a good part, a good bit in this season where like Nandor is talking to a girl at a 24 hour fitness place that he goes to in, at night. At night. Mm. And that's the chick from Degrassi, Lauren Collins. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Oh, that's another reason why Jay likes. Shout out to our Discord. Shout out to our guy Jay. But I uh, just wanted to bring that because, yeah. But we got final story, I think. I uh, got two more. Uh, Clayne Crawford, who was the <laughs> shows, he was on Lee 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 TV. He series. was the white guy in Lee. He was the Riggs. Yeah. Riggs, yeah, Riggs. I was trying to remember their names. So Clayne Crawford, who played Riggs on the Lethal Weapon TV series, Max Martini from Pacific Rim, and Hakeem Kai Kazim. Black Sales have joined the cast of the crime feature of the channel. After their bank heist goes wrong, a desperate criminal played by Crawford is and his out-of-control brother played by Martini and their motley crew of ex-Marines must escape New Orleans and and the determined FBI agent who pursues them. What is this? Network television? No, I think it's a I think it's a movie. Oh. Yeah. All right, I might check this out. I'm gonna give Dolch Clayne Crawford another gr- try, but him as Riggs was just man. 
with Damon Wayans. I was just like, what is this? But I actually thought he was the best part of the show. He was. He was. He was. I'll give you that. But hopefully this is good because, you know, I love a good bank robbery movie. You know, it does sound a lot like Ambulance. Um, it does. Where Except Ambulance is in LA, this is in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that was really the reason I put it on here is because we do, like, our New Orleans movies. That we'll is true. How, New Orleans movies and TV shows, we, we do watch. I'm ready to watch the one, a Blue Bayou, the fucking Baton Rouge one. Yeah, I need to watch that one with uh, uh, Russell Crowe, where he's like, like a crazy driver. Oh, yeah, in New Orleans, where he's just beating people unhinged, up. He's yeah. killing people. Yeah, unhinged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Last Kingdom fanatics are gearing themselves up for the their fifth and final season, but they'll have a little bit, something extra to smile about. A Netflix feature film is going to be in the works based on the end of how that show ends. Uh, they deliver the announcement at London's Comic-Con, and uh, it's going to be called Seven Kings Must Die. The only reason I put this in, because neither of us have watched that show. Uh-uh. Um, but maybe this is going to be Netflix's new model, which was a model that was made famous on Community, the five seasons and a movie. Mm. You know, maybe for some of their more successful shows, Narcos. Let's say Narcos. Let's say Ozark. Let's say Stranger Things. Then after ending their shows, maybe they would do a feature film to I wrap it up. I see where you're going. I see where you're going with it. I could see that being a thing. Okay. Yeah. So. That might be something we might see out of Netflix more often now. I like that. All right. Well, that's pretty much all we got this week. It's time to get into the segment of the show called Movie on the Rise, where we suggest one movie or TV show or multiple that's coming out this week that we think you should check out. Schubert's got the big one this week, so he can go first. I'm trying to find something on Netflix. All right. Uh, there are some stuff coming out on Netflix, so there is, but is it good stuff? Most of it's next. Most of the good shit's next week. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the most of the good stuff next week, like... Um, harder They Fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think Harder They Fall actually comes out in theaters this week. Oh. Okay. But it'll be on Netflix in two weeks. Okay, gotcha. So, Fortune Fire next week. Right. But for me, uh, I have coming in theaters this week is Last Night in Soho, which as every trailer comes out, I get more and more excited yeah, about it. Yeah, that so, movie looks great. Great to see that. That movie looks like right. really good. Wait, is this week French Dispatch? It is. Oh, I got French Dispatch. There you go. Okay, cool. Wait, is that going to be in uh, theaters? Dude. Yeah. Oh, damn. I'm going to the movies this weekend. I got to. I man. won't. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to. I, I, I am the resident. I risk my life going to the movie guy. I saw James Bond, which I told oh. y'all was okay. Dune, <laughs> I got a lot to say about that. So I'm going to go, see, which one do you want me to see? Which one do you want me to come back and review on the show? Fringe Dispatch or Last So I'm going to see one of them. Probably Fringe Dispatch. I'm probably never going to see it. But, and I don't take that as a shot because he knows I love Wes Anderson. Like, Grand Budapest Hotel is my shit. And that is not Schubert shit at all. <laughs> so. I've just never seen it. So I was just like, so I might like it. I just don't know. I just I'm don't a, think I'm, I'm going to go it. to the movie to see French Dispatch. Yeah, that is like, something. Like, like that's is something what I've got to watch for my girlfriend like now. Because I mean, like, I there's no way that I can convince her to go to movies as much as I did pre-pandemic. There's no way. See that is, I have a movie crew now, man. Shout out to my ESPN homies. I drag them to the movies with me because they enjoy movies. But like, Norm's not gonna come see French Dispatcher last night. So I'm gonna have to ask Charlie to come with me. 
Yeah. So, so, I you know, I know, I knew I could get Dune because I'm like, there's no way I'm going to watch Dune on some little screen. It's not <laughs> happening. And then, like, Eternals is probably the next one that I'll end up going to, even though the stuff that we're I'm going to hold this down. Don't you about. worry. Every, like, I look forward to it every Friday night after Friday Night Lights football. I go and ease my mind with a movie. That's, like, my thing. I've been doing it for since, like, No Time to Die. I'm not going to stop now. So I got us. I'm going to hold down the set. So, yeah, I'll watch French Dispatch for us, and then I'll watch Last Night in Soho the following week. Or I might do a double. I might do, because if my girlfriend works during the day on Saturday, then I'm doing a double feature. (laughs) Fucking French Dispatch on Friday, Last Night Night in Soho on Saturday. Because I'm going to be real. The UL homecoming game is Saturday, but that game is at 11 o'clock, which means for me to tailgate would have to be at, I'd have to be up at 9. And I don't wake up at 9 o'clock on the week. Who are they playing? Um, who are they playing? I think they're playing Texas State. No, well, they might. They should no, win. No, win. Whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I'll probably do last night in Soho on Saturday. So, but either way, I got us this week for the movies. So, but Fringe Dispatch last night in Soho, big movie week. Um, nothing really on Netflix dropping. That's like Army of Thieves. Yeah, and I was not putting that as my mar- my movie on the rise. No. I'm sorry. I uh, I'd rather actually say our show from our guy Josiah, uh, Colin Black and White. Let's drop on Friday. Colin Black and White. Yeah. That'll be out on Friday. And then Hypnotic is like the horror-ish movie that's coming out. So, but that's pretty much it until next week. But next week will be a big Netflix week. All right. Well, let's get into the discussion section. You want me to say something about Bachelorette? Wait, let's do that at the end. Well, we'll actually do that now because I haven't started. I didn't start yet. So tell me about, like, is it a good season? How's it feeling? Give me the vibes, because you know that's how we usually start it off. You said the storyline, and then I watched. the watch. most diverse group of guys assembled for The Bachelorette ever. Ooh, so, like, a lo- okay, Just so like, is it multi-race? Not, like, Asian? Uh, way multi-raced. Uh, you got, like, the first Indian guy I've ever seen. On that's what I was going to say. Is it in- Indian, Asian, Mexican, black, white, that type situation? I don't know if you have that many Latinos. Like you have some like maybe like Latino mixed with like black. Okay. You know, it's a lot of African American mixed race. Uh, you know, your typical like really Clayton, the the guy who's gonna be the bachelor is like your really like typical white dude that's on the show. There's a couple of them, but not a lot of them make it very far. So and like, there's one dude from New. There's two guys from New Orleans on night one. One of them is really creepy, and the other one is actually like also creepy but douchey. <laughs> so he makes it. Oh, I don't want to have to pull. The douchey one the makes it guy. for sure. Okay. All right. We'll say no more. I'm gonna watch this season. <laughs> but do you like the Bachelorette? Is she is she cool peeps? Michelle's cool. Like from what it looks like in like the the scenes of the season. She's not one of these bachelorettes that's going to, like, have a breakdown and cry. Oh, and cop like, out. Yeah, poor yeah. Katie Thurston where <laughs> I'm going to run after two guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of that's happening. And, she, and even in the first episode, she's, like, pretty strong and firm with, like, how she feels about things. She's like, okay. yeah, like, if you're, if you're not cutting in, you're out. And then she, like, gets really intense with, like, some dude that came on the show that had slid into her DMs before. Like Ooh. like two years ago, before she was even on Matt James season. Ooh, okay. And she's like, she's like, I gotta so get they, you out of so, here. Well, no, it's not even like just to get her out of here. There's just the whole thing where like they talk about how like she's like, oh, so you ghosted me, but now I'm the Bachelorette, so you want to holler mm, back now? Got you. 
Okay. I like this Bachelorette. I'm going to check it out. I'll be in. We'll talk next week. I'll be ready. Uh, so our horror movie was Paranormal Activity. <laughs> you didn't like it? Well, I mean, I've seen it before. It's just like, you know, you watch this movie and see like it, it's pretty much just found found footage. Yeah. The whole thing. The dude is an asshole. <laughs> the whole time I'm just like, girl, like break up with this guy. He like, he got the Ouija board when he like, he said that he wasn't, that he shouldn't. And like, he's not protecting you. He's making it worse. Yeah. Like the, like they, the, the ghost guy tells him like, call this demonologist straight up. The guy's like, nah, we're not calling the demonologist. Like, and then when they need to call the demonologist, he's out of town. You done fucked up. <laughs> yeah, they did not call the demonologist. And Micah got fucked. When he was hurled at the camera, I was like, uh-huh. That's what you get, pussy. <laughs> yeah. So the, you know, the best part of it is the last five minutes. Yeah. When the, I mean, with the interactions just, and shit. It's just like a way too much lead up. But I mean, like, it is funny now that I've watched more horror movies to see the tropes of like, you know, that dude can't even walk into the house. It's It feels so weird. You know, I don't know what kind of demon they're depicting. I guess like a hoop demon or like what, you know, he had like yeah. three toes or something. Yeah, I, I don't think that was Satan. I, I don't think that was any like, it was just like some sa- some satanic demon though. But like, I don't think it was like, like you said, no hoof thing. I think it was just like three like some tentacle feet almost thing. like an alien thing yeah I'm like well it's not an alien obviously yeah i don't know that that's a good point i think it was just like some some tentacle demon cthulhu type like normal monster so i wasn't like too into it at based upon like other horror movies i've seen where it's just like okay well like like the, i've watched all the conjuring ones and i just think the conjuring is just damn near the best oh yeah no, blockbuster horror there is it is for sure Wait, can you please watch Fear with Matthew McConaughey? Well, not with Matthew, but with um, Mark Wahlberg and Reese Witherspoon this week, and we'll talk about it next I'll look week. For it. It's on Amazon. I think it's. I think it's. It's on Prime for free. Check it out. See if it's there. Boy, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg is a piece of work in that movie. This is a horror movie where Mark Wahlberg is like, he he's basically. Uh, pretending to not be psychotic and getting these girls' pants, but he's psychotic and he starts picking them off. The only, I've watched that, the stuff that I watched, I watched the Amityville Horror from the 70s and the 2000s with Ryan Reynolds. Okay. I wanted to compare and contrast where like the Amityville Horror of the 70s has like better storyline points. The Amityville Horror of the Ryan Reynolds is scarier. Okay. Um, so you've been watching like real like core classics. I've been watching like teen movie I mean, horror things like Winter I mean, Strange. Like, I, I watched Fear. that and then I watched like The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It because it was the more recent one. It is the worst of the three. Yeah. But Annabelle's not bad. I haven't gotten to the Annabelle's because I want to watch I want to watch them in order, but I can't find the first one. Oh yeah, Except you might have to pay for the first Annabelle. So Yes. All right. Let's let's do it. Let's talk. Let me first, first, first. There's so many things we have to talk about. First, did you think this movie was better than Star Wars? No. People were talking about it this weekend. People were talking about is Dune which Star Wars better than Star Wars? Just in general, just like is Dune better than Star Wars in general? No, because like it, 
basically because like the way that they're telling the story makes it way too difficult to say that it's better than Star Wars because literally nothing has happened. Wait, so, so stuff so, like, did happen though. Nothing really has happened yet. It was so, the like, setup. <laughs> like, but like even even in the first Star Wars movie, there's way more of like some things that happened than like. like I, I we, do agree we, with we that. We really had like one battle sequence, and it was badass. But I'm saying like you know, you, until we see the entire full story, there's no way that you can like compare All right, it. Fair enough to, to that. Fair enough. I'll wait. I, like we'll table this conversation. I'll wait until we see but part like, two. But you know damn well. Part two is going to be fucking nuts. And in the Discord, someone posted, Denis was like, yeah, this movie had to be set up. That's why I put part one under, yeah. but they didn't do that in the marketing. And but he's like, yeah. the, the next movie is going to be straight action. Like, I'm going to be able to just do crazy shit in the next one now that we set it up. I wasn't mad at the setup. Some people were like, it was slow. No, I'm granted. not mad at the setup, but I'm saying like, if we're going to be talking about like, is it better than Star Wars? I'm like, well, we've had nothing has happened yet. So let's like wait and see. And uh, like, if we're going to talk about like, yeah, you know, the stuff that they're involved with, their little voice thing, not better than the Force. Dragonfly ship, not cooler than any ship in Star Wars. Hey, wait, we gonna talk about, wait, wait, wait. Some of the ships was badass. The big circle one, the big circle one the, in the sky. The big circle, that, that makes no sense. It just looked like, you know, with the little ship shooting out of it, it just looked like a pee-pee with those sperm shooting out. And it's like, it was crazy, bro. Like, the, the Saiyan ship, they basically had a Saiyan sap- capsule corp ship too. The fucking, like, the oblong one that just landed. That shit was kind of cool too. But, okay, I'll give you the voice. I, the voice wasn't, wasn't popping yet. Like, the moms shields were lame. Huh? What do they even do? What oh, do the shields even do? <laughs> like, they don't do anything. Like, I'm watching, like, bombs fall on, like, the building shields. I'm like, well, if one bomb blows up the building shield, then what's the point of the shields? And then, like, these dudes are dying pretty easily by Jason Moe's hand with their shields. It's like... But Jason... Wait, okay. The shields... I, all right, I'm not gonna lie. The shields was, like, a little weak. But when you saw that armor scene, which is coming... That armor that that uh, old Timmy was wearing when he was dual wielding, that shit's going to be badass. All of that's the next movie. But this one, I understand what you're saying. Why was the shields? Also, they also they fight with just normal ass swords where, the, where any just normal ass swords in their shields. And Can't the, really and, block. And homie does have a pistol like no one ever uses a pistol, but homie has one. So Paul Atreides. Yeah, he does. All right. So. What table is it better than Star Wars? But just know I'm bringing that up to you in this in the in the next. Well, I mean, movie. I just don't think like even at the end of it is going to be better than Star Wars, but I do think it is going to be on the realm of that genre as like one of the top tier because like just based upon what Denise done from a filmmaking standpoint, like it's shot better than most movies ever. Bro, I was about to like I, I, after finishing this movie, and I know I might like this more than you when we do our rating, but. Then he's the best f- director in Hollywood right now. I'll take him over Nolan. Like he hasn't missed. Like I'll t- I like I like his bad films more than I like Nolan's. Like I'm sorry, Dunkirk lovers. I did not like that fucking movie. I did not. In as much as good as Interstellar is, I was talking in my group chat about this because they were arguing. They were like, Lyndon, uh, Tenet isn't that good. And I was like, Wow, y'all don't even see Nolan's best, some of his best work. But I was like, Interstellar is not that good. Enemy, would you say Enemy's Denise's worst movie? I guess. I mean, he hasn't had very many. 
But if it's Enemies <laughs> the Worst Movie, then it's not a bad worst movie it's, to have. It's not bad, bro. And this movie, to me, there were scenes in this movie that I was like, bro, this is cinema. When the fucking bombs are dropping on the, on the shield. And I'm just sitting in this IGPX theater like, what the fuck? And like everything's blowing up and we see Gurney running, Josh Brolin. We see all those fuckers attacking. I was like, oh, this is nuts. And all the, the missiles and shit. I was like, this is crazy. That was one of the best war space uh, scenes I've ever seen. The, um, the stuff with uh, Paul Atreides and his mom going through the sandstorm. Nuts. Yeah. Like I there agree. was just some stuff that was shot, you know, and even like the stuff in the in the desert where they're walking and, and the way that they shoot that and the way that the music comes in and you know I just feel like it was just very well done. It was just more more well done of any movie I've seen in a while. Is this Jason Momoa's best role? I, I was getting ready to say it if you weren't, because like I never thought enjoyed Jason Momoa in anything more than I did today. <laughs> Like this bro. is the best, the best thing he's ever done. I was like, I was like, bro, he literally tapped into, and I see why he's like, if Denis wants me in anything, I'm there. This is the best I've ever seen Jason Momoa. It has everything you love about Drogo. It has everything you love about Aquaman, but none of the corny shit about either of those characters. And the funny thing is, seeing this character, I did not think one time about his, any of his other roles. The moment no. he's on screen you think Duncan. Duncan, Idaho, like legit. And like, I've read the book. He is now Duncan, Idaho for me. And like, it is 100% badass. When you see him d- fucking getting white beard, like shout out to the one piece fans out there. He basically got white beard. Oh wait, you saw Marine Ford. He got white beard. Like he was getting stabbed six times in the front. Gets up. I was like, Whoa, that was one of the best fight scenes I've seen in that hallway. That was badass. Yeah, the hallway stuff was pretty great, even though you knew it was going to happen. Yep. What else did I like? Um, Not a lot of Dave Batista. But I think, like, I don't think he's doing a bad job. It's just, no. like, he hasn't had much to do yet. Not he's a lot like, of Josh Brolin. Whatever's creepy as hell. Well, Josh Brolin's probably dead now. I can't. I don't want to talk about that. But I, but I thought he was. I thought he you was didn't see good. him die. That's true. He didn't but I thought he'd, he'd been doing pretty good. Josh Brolin was kicking ass. The only people I, I you saw die was doing good. Only people you saw die was Lido in Duncan, Idaho. In fucking the 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 uh for the fucking Harkonnen. Yeah, he's dead. He's dead. Batista, other main Harkonnen, Jessica, who's the mom, Paul, Gurney. You did not see any of them die. Gurney's Josh Brolin. Well, of course we didn't see Jessica die. She's with the, the thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, you didn't see the the uh, black lady die. And only reason why I know this, I'm gonna say this right now, and this is not a spoiler because they fucking said it in the interview with everybody on Jimmy Kimmel. Because I watched the Dune interview with Jimmy Kimmel with every member of the cast. The black lady's the leader of the Fremen. It's not yeah. Javier Bardem. Yeah. Yeah. Who's who's riding the worm? Uh-huh. Yeah, she's not dead either. Well, I mean, like, she got eaten by the worm, did she not? Did you not see at the end of the person riding on the worm? That was her. That was her, okay. I I mean, you can't tell. I I, I mean, I assume that was her. 
Oh, so Stellan Snarsgaard was the Baron. Yeah, wait, you didn't realize that was Stellan? No, I did not catch that one. I got heavy Emperor vibes, and I know you did too. Don't lie. Oh, yeah. Well, no, it's all, <laughs> it's funny. The stuff, stuff is you're saying is what my girlfriend was saying. She was like, oh, yeah, that she, she was like, what one thing that she didn't like about it was that she felt like everything was Star Wars. And I was like, well, Star Wars is based off this. Yeah. So. Like, bro, every, like, every time I saw some Star Wars, I was like, damn, Star Wars ripped this. <laughs> I was like, I was like, George Lucas basically was like, Dune in samurai culture. Hey, let's fucking fuse them. <laughs> For real. Um, I think, you know, the political element of everything is, again, you know, where you'll get some more Star Wars comisons, but I think that's what's going to set up the, the next stuff the next part but like in really star well. wars's favor i will say this dune does not end well they say the like they say the next book like because i don't think they finished the first book in this movie but the next two books are the best like what's going to be the next two movies should be the best stuff but that doesn't really conclude everything and like people say the conclusion is hit or miss for some people which you know they don't always have. They don't even have to make that. Denis or can make his own. Taking, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. True. So, but I like Timmy. Timmy I, killed it. I was to me at first. Yeah. I was saying J- Jason Momoa was the best in this movie, but then Timothy Chalamet came is. through at the end. Yeah, I mean, at the end, he definitely did come through as like, okay, I can trust that maybe Paul Atreides is going to be like a badass. Yeah, I was sold. But like, I did like some of his stuff where he's like. One one scene that I really liked with him was when he's like, "Yeah, so I'll just go to the emperor, and I know he doesn't have any sons and daughters." And like, and they're like, "So they sent you out here to die, and now you're gonna make a play for the throne?" I thought of the king. I was like, "Wow, that's some Timothy from the king shit." Like, I'll pay, I'll, I'll pay his daughter. I fucked with that. It's like, ooh, I like the box scene where this is classic Dune. Put your hand in the box about pain with the uh with the Benny Jesuit lady. I thought that was dope. Um, I thought that was a good scene. It, it very like this movie, everything that you read from the book. Th- I'm going to say this. This might be the best book adaptation I've seen. Like, see, I thought that that they had said before the movie came out that they didn't follow the book. So they, they did. They did. They they definitely okay. did. They But they didn't finish. So that's the thing. Yeah, that's like. But Schubert, that box scene is 100% straight from the fucking book. Like, that's one of the... Because I didn't finish the book because I wanted to wait to watch this. But I definitely read that box scene. I read up until the Harkonnens invade. So, like, all of that shit leading up. They took some shit out. Like, we didn't hear the doctor and him talk on the way to, to Arrakis. Like, when they left from their home planet to Arrakis, they got there fast. There's some shit that happens, like, in the space travel of like conversation between Paul and in the doctor and then the doctor in the uh in the family, which kind of leads up to your suspicion of the doctor. I think that could maybe be the negative of the movie. You don't necessarily see the doctor's evil turn coming, but I don't know if it was meant to be that way for the movie. Like in the book, you kind of see it coming because there's they, they they lead hints to it. Well, his turn was stupid. It was for his wife. Because he died. He was blackmailed, and then he just died. But I thought Oscar because Isaac was killed dead. it as Duke Leto. Should have known. Oh, yeah. Doc, Doc, uh, Duke Leto. Oscar was really Isaac great. was great. Um, I was really getting buying into, like, their whole family dynamic by the time, like, it got to, like, him dying or whatever. I was like, oh, shit, now he's dead? Yep. Or, like, now he's, you know. 
it was wild but yep. yeah i think everyone put on a pretty stellar performance like again it's just me bringing out the best and some people like the marketing would have uh, made you think zendaya would have been more in the movie like this was like they did a true. great job of but hiding what this movie was but i think that was yeah, smart I, mean, I think that was smart because if you if you sell this movie as hey this is the setup movie people aren't going to be hyped but they they didn't do that they sold it as like yeah this is dune You'll see what you see when you get there. And then when you get there, it's part one. It's like, what? Okay. So. Yeah, like right when it said Dune and then part one, I was like, ah, damn it. I was like, <laughs> I was like they got me. Like, I know we're going to be like, because, and it, and it was one of those things where I had a feeling that that was coming because like I had seen something on Twitter before I went in where I was, where Denis talked about how he was like, there's going to be more action in, in the next one. And I'm like, oh, okay. The next movie, the, and then when I see it, part one, I'm like, oh, God damn. That this one scene, part one I'm, all I'm over telling again. you, man, that scene with Timothy Chalamet with that armor on, bro, that where he's fighting dual wielding, I'm ready for that. I'm ready to see that back. And, like, I'm ready to see him live with the Furman, yeah. learning how to t- uh, come from underground and attack people, fight off the Harkonnens. Like, that's going to be nuts. Eventually, His mom was like, him and Zendaya are going to fall in love or whatever because we've seen in the visions. Yep. But we're about to see him become this this uh, character who inspired to make Luke Skywalker. Hopefully, Paul Atreides lives up to it. I think he's doing a pretty strong job right now. I liked how his character was like, the mom's like, yeah, we got to get him off world, blah, blah. He's like, no. I love that. Taking, be taking destiny because like, he was my, like, my I'm the Duke now. Yeah. I'm the Duke. Like, you, you gave me this shitty power. You put me into this situation. So, no, you know what? All right, I'm in it now. And he he but he managed to use his power because he saw the future and then he was like, all right, bet this is how I'm gonna do this fight. So I thought that was the coolest part of his power of him using the seeing the future to win that fight. But then it, it made yeah. me be like, but wait, doesn't this black guy supposed to live? Because isn't he talking to him? But I didn't realize he was looking at the leader of the Fremen's memories. Like that's not clear when you watch the movie. Mm, okay. Cause think about that. Yeah. And that's how, that's how I knew she was the leader because you got to think he's seeing the black guy that he ends up killing the whole time. And it's talking about, you're the leader, you're this, you're that. He's talking to that black lady. And you remember Paul can see memories and that's him attuning his power during that. And that's why that black guy dies. I, it was his time. It was over. But the whole time yeah. I was like, damn, Paul, why don't you tell him you saw all of this in, his, in your dream? Like, you could have saved that man's life by like, well, telling him what you knew. It, it goes to where like a lot of them don't even believe that he's like the whatever the oh, true. messiah or whatever. Yeah, the one. So, so, so like even if he said that, they'd be like, "Oh, well, you're yeah, bullshit." You you. Yeah, and the only way I guess by beating him shows that he is the the guy. So Javier Bardem killed it too. Not a lot to do, but. Most of that will be in the next movie. Yeah, Zendaya's like, yeah, we, so you're going to die, but let's at least have, have you die honorably. Like, and gave him that weapon, and then it was like, then, oh, shit, this is the sword. But, uh, but yeah, I like, dude, what you give it out of 10? Out of 10? Yeah. You give it an 8? That's what Domo in the Discord gave like it. Eight, I, I think it's like easy. Like 8, 8, 5. Well, I mean, like, if we're, if we're putting the you know, numbers on, I'd say 8, 5 then, but it's like, between eight and eight five. See, I'm, I'm I'm eight five eight eight. I'm I'm I, like I might be at eight eight. Like I really like this movie. I didn't think it was super slow. I thought it was deliberately paced because it, it did take a while to get into things. But I was in it. I was in it. And maybe that's because I read some of the book. Maybe. Maybe. 
you know, I don't know how for many casual movie fans it it, it went for. Like, and I know my girlfriend didn't really like it. Norm, because, like, my, my co-host, was like, it was cool. He didn't think it was, like, badass like I did. He thought it was cool. So, like, casual movie fans definitely were like, and but, like, I don't know, man. If you love film cinema and you like that type of storytelling, that this is a movie I got into for sure. Yeah. I mean, and like you said, I thought it was the best movie of the year so far. Like the films that I've yeah. seen this year. A blockbuster, yeah. Yeah, like as good as Suicide Squad is, I don't know if it's better than this. No, no. But I mean, Suicide Squad is definitely the best superhero that we've gotten. Yeah, for sure. And probably will have. Yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> Unless Spider-Man is, is just fucking amazing. We'll see. But, uh, you know, Dune as itself is like a really great drama mixed with a really great sci-fi mixed with a really great action mixed with mm-hmm. you know, all sorts of stuff with really great acting performances. So. Yeah, it, it's just all around good cinema, man. Great direction, great acting performances, great CGI. Like they're going to win an Oscar for those effects. They will. Sure. Like yeah. as they should. And the costume stuff was great. So I mean, I wish. Jason Momoa would get nominated for supporting, but I know he won't. Yeah, maybe he in the won't. maybe in the Golden Globes. He should. Like this was but his like, best work. It really was. He did a really great job. He really did. I'm glad you came away thinking that because that's literally all I was. I kept saying was like, well, I man. think like what was good for him too is that he they kept his hair tucked back and he never had like his flowing hair, which like never. And he lost his beard like, halfway through the movie, which I thought was yeah. interesting because. It, it's not Aquaman at that point. It's like, oh, this is Duncan Idaho. This is a real character. Like, we're seeing his, like, yeah, I love that. Like, when you when you deal with Jason Momoa, you're getting the hair, you're getting the beard. But for Denis, he was like, I'll shave the beard for you, I'll, but keep my hair. And I, like you said, I'm glad that they pushed it back. It made Duncan Idaho feel real. It just did. Oh, and more serious. Yeah, yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. But yeah, that kind of wraps up talking everything this week with the uh, world of movies. Not a lot of news stories came this week, but I think we are getting it really deep into Movie things time. actually coming out. Yeah. So we'll see more and more as we get through. Uh, we'll probably, I guess we don't have to do a horror movie next week because we'll be recording on Halloween. But Oh, so yeah, it'll be over. It'll be over by the time. So but we're doing Train to Busan this week on Run It Back, so... That's true. So, yeah, you mentioned that with running back. Tell everyone else what's going on with the network. Yes, sir. So as y'all know, we moved the release dates. This show gets released on Monday. So the Bros Who Think podcast will be out on Thursday. Be sure to check that out. Be sure to check out Anime Talk this week. Very special uh, interview with the writer from Screen Rant. My girl, Spicy Lady ENT, a.k.a. Ashanti. Super excited for that. Great writer from Screen Rant. That's going to be on Anime Talk. Got a lot of good interviews coming up for Anime Talk, but don't don't fret. This show has some special interviews with some. When, when this show swings, we swing for big. We swing for big hits. Like I'm just gonna be honest. Like the Bros Who Binge interview list is pretty high in people in the world of movies. So we're gonna get a big time uh, person from some, one of these film blogs coming on soon. That's all I'm gonna say. You can speculate to who, but um, other than that, that's pretty much all that's dropping this week. Like I said, Anime Talk, Bros Who Been, uh, Bros Who Think. And run it back. I'll be dropping on like Thursday or Friday. Check so. out the the Twitch. 
Oh yeah, check out the uh, Twitch stream, uh, the Twitch, the tw- Twitch video on demand for uh, the pitch it match between Dan Exclaims and Peter that happened. By the time you guys hear this yesterday, so it's still up on Twitch. Mm-hmm. I'll put it up on YouTube because we're gonna start putting all the pitch it matches finally on YouTube, so you guys can check that out later this week. It'll probably be on YouTube no later than Saturday, and then we're gonna start gearing up for the next match. Man, Pete wants a shot at the belt. He's earned a shot at the belt. We'll see if if anybody has anything to say about that. And if anybody doesn't, then Pete will get his shot at the belt. All right. I haven't played in so long. um, Let me just tell you, I'm kind of, are you you worried for me? Do you think I'm going to (laughs) lose? No, I I am going to have to do a little bit more work into the questions. I might have to just make paragraph long questions now just so that people understand what the question is asking. <laughs> trying to be trying to be quick and easy for, for TV here, but you know, I guess I'm gonna have to like put you know put research behind everything. <laughs> it was um, a great match. Like even the shit that he's talking about was awesome at the end. <laughs> so well, you know, everyone make sure you check into those man that match, everything that's going on. The review for Train Busan is gonna be pretty fun. I haven't seen that movie yet. So oh, really? I'm excited okay. to watch it. Yeah, it's a good movie. Um so yeah. Uh, you tell them your Twitter and Instagram. Oh, yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at LimbyWT. My Instagram, I don't care about, but I'll tell you all this. Yeah, whatever. Follow the bros who think on TikTok at bros who think. We're posting TikToks all the time. I'm going to try to get Shuby to come on there and post some movie shit. It's just bros who think network content, music, relationship conversations, movies, just all kind of shit. We're trying to get into the world of TikTok sports. Like, and then dancing. I may throw a dance video up there. I may. Oh Who God. knows? Who knows? But that's more for like my personal thing. That's not for the the, the network TikTok. So follow the, the network on TikTok at Bros. You think follow them on Twitter at Bros. You think and oh follow me on Letterbox at LimbyWT. That's what I care about. I don't give a fuck yeah. about Instagram. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, HTuber14, Letterbox at BWT. I, I will try and probably get some of that horror stuff on there. I've been watching other movies. I'm trying to remember if there was any one that was worthwhile that I watched this week. Oh man! Oh, Wind River. That was a nice. Movie. That's a great that, movie. Yeah. I'm glad you finally watched that. I, I watched. Funny enough, the only other movie I watched besides those four things was the 1978 Elliot Gold movie, The Long Goodbye, which is like this private eye movie. It's fucking great. If you ever just, if you love that type of movie, I'm definitely like suggesting that. That movie's awesome. All right. Uh, well, that wraps up everything for this episode of Bros Who Binge. You know, keep up with everything going on with the network and catch us again next week. So I hope everyone out there has a great week. And as always, keep binging. <laughs>